This is Cade Nuff from the Metal Podcast here in Buffalo, New York. Uh, it's the first episode talking about Bullet for My Valentine. <clears throat> you know, we all know that they started in 1998 under the name Jeff Killed John. And feel like that they're, they've progressed over the years better and better and better with showing new members still sticking with a couple of the originals their albums progressing over the years and getting better and better um Their newer album, I feel like, is a lot heavier than some of their albums that they put out. Heavier than Gravity. Heavier than Venom. Heavier than Temper Temper. No, I think their newest album that their newest album that they just put out is kind of has the same heavy vibe that they had back when they put out the Poison. But Screaming Fire and Fever had the heaviness. Almost like the same heaviness as their as the poison and the new album that they just put out. But not exactly comparable. Uh I feel like their riffs and the choruses and the songs and the lyricals are in the screaming have definitely gotten better and definitely a lot heavier. I think we are definitely seeing a new BFMV than we did before. Um, the lyrical content is definitely deep and dark. It's usually common in Bullet for My Valentine. Um, I think they're still doing good after having to not put out an album since 2018. Um, I think they still got it. I don't think they've ever lost it, especially during the pandemic. I think they definitely have paved way for newer, newer bands that have came out this year or last year 
uh, yeah, this year or last year or the year before that. I think Bullet have definitely paved the way for the newer, newer bands. And definitely is one of the best for the heavy metal bands out there, without a doubt. And Jeff killed John when they were under that name. I feel like they were more punk, like more of a punk than they were of a thrash metal band back then. And now they've now recently, I think they're almost towards of a death metal or deathcore. Kind of band now. Even though they're not. Due to the sheer heaviness alone. That they've put out. Recently. it's all They almost have a death metal or deathcore vibe to it. I have full respect for that band. And everything they've done. And everything they put out. That that band is the band that got me into heavy metal since I was five years old. I fully respect that band. I enjoy listening to that band. They're amazing, top-notch band. And I've actually seen them in concert, and they're awesome. I, for those who don't... Who, no, for those who have never seen them live... Or have never listened to them. I definitely recommend it. They are definitely amazing. For a British band. They are definitely one of the best. Or should I rephrase that? I should say they are definitely the best. In my opinion. I know there's other people out there who don't think so. But that's their opinion and everyone has a right to their opinion so however I think when it comes to genres alone and how the the different genres progressed over the years rather it's not heavy or heavy or extremely heavy. You know, I think fans mainly enjoy how heavy the genre and the band is. If it's not that heavy, they still like it. I, I don't think it ma- I think it matters on the beat. The vocals, the name of the song, the lyrical content, the meaning, and how good the band sounds. If they're off key, I think fans don't like it. If it's extremely dark 
like like infant annihilator dark some some fans who are extremely morbid will like that type of stuff however there's some fans out there that don't uh i know there's a bunch of a bunch of christian fans out there that will say that metal in general are satanic and that's not true um I feel like metal bands and metal genres of all have their own fans that love them or hate them. So like to like them for how they sound or the name of the band or or whatever. Or they'll hate them for the musical style or musical influence or how they sound. Or just in general. Or they even also have no reason to. Or there's just those Christian fans again. Or those there's just those Christian people again who think they're just playing out satanic. When again, it's not true. I I don't I don't think I've ever heard someone calling Bullet for My Valentine satanic. However, that I've never heard. However, I know there's a lot of people who say metal in general, including metal bands in general, are satanic. And like I said, that's not true. There are some bands that are satanic, and that's more towards black metal. That are more towards bands like Behemoth, um, Mayhem, Watain. Uh, Gorgoroth, if I'm pronouncing that right. There's a doom metal band called Ghost. They're satanic. Um, there's a band called Belphegor, who's satanic. So, there's a, there's a symphonic black metal band called Demuborgir, and they're not satanic. So you can see the pattern here. There's some bands that are not satanic. There's some bands that are satanic. So. I. I think. If it comes down to when, like, a band like Bullet for My Valentine tours, yes, they are amazing live. However, there are some places out of state 
like out of the U.S. or like international or in the U.S. where the production on stage absolutely sucks and you can't hear crap. Uh, for instance, out here, if I were to, if you were to go to a concert out here in Buffalo, there's a place called Darien Lake. And their stage sucks for some bands. Their production absolutely sucks. You can't hear shit. Uh, I remember seeing Bullet for My Valentine back in 2011. And Darian Lake. And it was with... Avenged Sevenfold, Escape the Fate, Three Days Grace, Caesar. And at the time, Adam Gontier was still the singer of Three Days Grace. Um, when Bullet was out, they were amazing live. However, the production sucked on stage because it's Darien Lake. They're they're microphones and stuff are absolute shit if you if any of you guys live in buffalo and you've been to a concert at darien lake then you'd know what i'm talking about there's a lot of concerts out here if you went to one and you can't hear anyone singing for shit. It's, you know what I'm talking about. It's the production that Darian Lake has. It's absolute shit. Their production sucks. And in my opinion, I think they need to get new ones. But, however, my opinion, I still think. Bullet for my Valentine was amazing on stage. Now, those were not the only bands there. There was another stage, and it was Best Buy Music Gear stage, like around like 10 feet in front of me. Now, that stage had Art of Dying, Black Tide, Seven Dust. And Black Cloud Collective. Now, for those who don't know who Black Cloud Collective is, it's this hardcore band, but the singer is the drummer of Atreo. Brandon, uh, Brandon Saller, I believe his name is, which is the drummer and also backup singer which Atreo their drummer is now the lead singer since their original lead singer is now gone that I just noticed unless they change but I don't know now there was also a band there and a concession stand that 
I got to meet in that band is a hardcore band by the name of Orange Blossom Special. They're a pretty good band. And they're a fan of Bullet For My Valentine. They were signing and giving out some free single albums. And the album they had was their single album called Cocktails and Treasure Maps. Now that is a good album. And they said how Bullet For My Valentine is an amazing band. And how every other band that were playing there, they said how good they were and they would love to tour with them sometime. They said, especially with Bullet For My Valentine, they said how much they were a fan of them. So that goes to show that even a hardcore band that's not as big, such as Orange Blossom Special, and they don't scream. But a band like that, that's not as big, that, that does not have many songs out, or many albums out, and that is not well known by a lot of people. Shows to go. And even they say how good Bullet For My Valentine is. That says a lot. Not many people. From bands. Will say that. There are a lot of people who will say how good Bullet For My Valentine is, but there's not a lot of fans, there's not many fans, or not many bands that will agree with that, because of their uh, influences, or their, uh, or their um, music musical choices of like what they does what they like to listen to like their musical like their music preferences is what I'm trying to say more like what their preferred genres are so so it shocked me even them would say that how much of a fan they are of Bullet For My Valentine. Man, you could look, you could try looking Orange Blossom Special up on YouTube or Spotify. I can guarantee you, you're not going to find anything. I've already tried it. I've even tried looking it up on YouTube Music and Pandora. I could not find it anything but one song and that was their main song called cocktails and treasure maps because i know they have more songs because i still have a single album somewhere in my room and it's still signed um 
So, you won't find anything on either of those sites because they're not well known. They have not put much stuff out. And to be quite honest, I don't think they're banned anymore. And the last time I listened to them was in 2011, so who knows? They're not, they're also not that big, so, and if they're not banned anymore, that probably means that they probably did not make a lot of money from their music, so. Which I can understand being in a band is more difficult than people think it is. Because the biggest advice I've gotten from a couple band members, a couple members of two bands. There's two bands I've gotten advices from. For those who have never heard of Chaosium, they are a new metal band from Scotland, I believe, that they're from. And they're influence on their like their musical influence is corn and they wear prosthetics so some prosthetics that make them look like they have a chelsea grin or scars on their face and biker gloves they have but i am friends with one of the guitarists and he has short black hair and his name is i th maybe mispronouncing his name because it's in scottish it's, and he can correct me if i'm wrong but his name is loic deruz or something like that like it, it's very hard for me to pronounce it but it's something like that And he was the advice he gave me was not to do any videos, covers, or gigs. Just make it all your own. Now, I took that into consideration. Now, the other member from a different band, one of the members from Gemini Syndrome, an amazing, amazing metalcore band. For those who don't know, they are a thrash metal metalcore band. Um, has kind of like the same sounding a little bit different and a little bit better than, in my opinion, than Fozzie. Um, 
no offense to Fozzy, because I am a fan of Chris Jericho's band. Um, but one one day they were live on Instagram and I needed advice so one of the members from Gemini Syndrome gave me one of the biggest advice I could ever hear and that was if you want to look for your band members and do it from a go to college for music because it is so hard to find band members especially ones that want to play the same music as you do or even want to be your friends now that's not the only advice the other one was once you are in a band you need to Treat it as a band and as a business. Because you need to make money somehow. So you need to, one, treat your band as a band. And do what you love, making music. The main thing is treating it as a business. Because you will be making lots of money. So those are two biggest advices I've gotten from big bands. So I'm taking that into consideration as well. So for those who are trying to start a band as of myself... What I just said, take those two advice, take those two advices I just said from the advices I said from Chaosium and Gemini Syndrome. Take those into consideration. Um, it is so hard to do. If you're just starting out, you need to actually get a job before you can do that uh, because what I've heard is that tours are so expensive like extremely expensive to even tour for a band and that's why some bands don't even tour that's why there's a lot of bands that haven't toured because of how much it costs to tour which is really expensive. Some bands that are started trying to start a band haven't even made it because um, music studios, like trying to find a place to even record your music, expensive. Even putting out a song or an album in a place like that is expensive which another advice is it's best to get a job first at least make money and 
getting a motor coach is even more expensive. Just sleeping in a van is not the best ideal thing. You would need a bus slash motor coach. And those things are super expensive. So starting a band is not the most easiest. That's why they say it's one in a million. Because not, not a lot of people can start a band. And it is super difficult. It, it's almost comparing to those who are trying to become a WWE superstar. Not a lot of people can do it. It's difficult. Like, if you're a person that has seizures such as myself, who's wanted to be a WWE superstar, who grew up on watching WWE, who's hero is Jeff and Matt Hardy um wanted which I've wanted to be a WWE superstar since I was three um well not since I was three but since I was a child if you have seizures or any any disability it needs won't be able to join WWE. So it, it's kind of like that. If you don't have money for something, for something like a motor coach or or tour or putting out songs and album or even creating your merch for your band then you can't form a band you, you, you really can't form a band without money it's nearly impossible yeah if you're a band who's trying to do gigs you're gonna need money for that. Now, another advice that that member of Gemini Syndrome gave me is and if you want to find members for your band and you don't want to go to college, Go to a local bar that does mic nights, like where you can use the microphone and ask the manager of the bar if you can sing for a few minutes, but nicely, not beating up anyone um and do some songs of your version of like old covers and then ask someone in the audience 
if you join their band, if you know how to play some instruments. That's what you should do. But again, I think over the years, though, Pull From My Valentine has progressed into a much heavier and better band than they did when they started out. And this has been the first episode of the Metal Podcast. I'm Kate Neff from the Metal Podcast in Buffalo, New York. See you guys later.